Hello, shalom, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. On this podcast, we ask questions like what does success really means and what does it take to be truly successful in all areas of life? We believe that anyone can change their circumstances and create a better life for themselves like I was able to change mine by raising awareness of the habits, mindsets and patterns that create success. My name is Gilad Hanina and I help you change your circumstances by showing you what's possible in a way you can apply what you learn to create your own version of success. On this podcast, we choose to grow in all areas of life. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Awareness of Success podcast. Today I have the privilege to be speaking to Brandon Dowson. He's the co-founder and CEO of Cardone Ventures and his personal mission is to help business owners and entrepreneurs achieve their personal, professional, financial goals as fast and, and as impactful as possible while avoiding the mistakes he made. Help me welcome in uh, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. For sure, for sure. I'm really excited to dive deep into this um, interview with you. Um, before we start, like I, I generally just let uh, the guests introduce themselves a little bit about what you're doing right now for the people who doesn't know you. Sure. Uh, Brandon Dawson, Cardone Ventures. I am uh, business partners with uh, the one and only Grant Cardone, 10X, <laughs> part of the 10X family. And uh, my responsibilities are in us working with and partnering with business owners to help them grow, scale, and create massive value through their teams by taking full advantage of the market opportunity in their business and then helping them for those that want to have help in an exit or structuring their business to create a maximum value. And previous to that, I sold my last business that I started from scratch with no investors, no outside capital, never borrowed any money, never raised a dime. Mm-hmm. generating 50 million in profit from startup and sold it for 77 times, even about 151 million to an international firm that then we helped go from 1 billion to 4 billion. So my expertise is in growing, scaling and exiting businesses. Amazing. That's, uh, that's super impressive. Uh, be working with Grant Cardone and doing everything that you, that you do. And I, I will dive deep into exactly like how you help business owners and entrepreneurs. I would definitely want to talk about it, but I think it would be amazing uh, to start with your story, how you got started. Um, you know, every entrepreneur start um, with no, no experience and you was able, were able to grow so big. So um, it would be a pleasure to hear, to hear your story. Sure. I was uh, 26 years old. I was making about $150,000 a year as a sales director for mm-hmm. a firm. And I had a one-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old and a newborn, and I decided to quit my job one day because I knew I was working with a whole bunch of, of people that I was at their level in the company, but they were 55, 60. And I was thinking to myself, I don't want to work for somebody for 30 years doing what I'm doing today. Yeah. And I knew that with two children and making a lot of money that if I didn't make that move when I was younger, I, I probably would never make it. So I quit my job uh, December 15th, 1995. And I launched my first company in January of 1996. Problem was I didn't have any money. So uh, I went around and I I talked to business owners that were in the device space that I was selling in. And there was no buyers for their businesses. So I was asking business owners, hey, are you thinking of selling or retiring or shutting your business down in the next few years? Mm -hmm. And when they would say yes, I'd say, how about I come in 
I'll take half your business, I'll build it, and then we'll sell it for a lot more money and you don't have to do the work. And I made about a hundred of those pitches and I finally found somebody that said, let's do it. That was a $3 million business. And I parlayed that into taking a public and American stock exchange in the United States, ring the opening bell at 29 years old, doing $55 million in private equity and strategic debt financing, bought 127 or 132 businesses, depending on how you look at it. Um, and all that experience over seven years of finding, buying, integrating, operationalizing, building teams, building systems, building processes. And then one day my private equity firm told me they were selling the company. And so I had to start over and I launched a new concept and a new business with everything I had learned and launched that at the end of 2004. But I didn't want any outside capital. I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. I didn't want anybody pulling the rug out from underneath in this time. So I had to learn and do it all generating resources financially, internally. So I started that business and at the end of 2004. I generated over 50 million of profits between 2004 and 2016, fueling the growth of the organization over 200 employees a year, managing half a billion dollars of revenue. And then I sold the management company to a large international public company for 77 times EBITDA, 151 million, and then spent two years helping them go from 1 billion to four and a half. Amazing. Okay, so I got a few questions about that. So ex- ex- extraordinary story for, in my opinion, starting from scratch, I look at, at myself, I'm 24 years old right now, I was able to build a seven figure company. And I'm just getting started, right? So so for me, it's a huge inspiration to go from where you, you started to where you got to. And, you know, first question that comes to mind is, I'm curious about your definition of success, because I see myself as, as I'm evolving in business, it's always changed, you know, the goals that I'm pursuing and, and, and what I consider to, to, to be success for me. So I'm curious to ask you, like, what did you consider success when you got started and how it evolved or like what's your definition right now? Yeah. So my definition has not changed. Um, you know, I didn't want somebody else. My definition of success is being in control of my destiny, my life. Mm-hmm. And that's not a net worth equation. That's just like, if I can do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, doing something I love doing, then to me, I'm being successful. Yeah. If I'm making enough money to pay myself a salary of 50 grand a year and I'm doing that, that in my definition is successful. When you're no longer able to do that, you are no longer in my mind successful for me. So now I have parlayed that into that same theme. If you ask me today with over a hundred million dollar net worth, how do I define success? I'd say doing what, when, where, who, and how you want to do every day and being at your best. That's still my definition of success. It's just that the money has followed that mindset. I see. So it's it's interesting because what I'm curious to know is like, how do you keep finding passion or desire to keep doing what you're doing once, um, obviously, when you get to those levels, you don't need to work anymore um, to to finance yourself. Like you can be free and, and decide your def- uh, destiny and definition every single day, even if you do nothing, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. But, but I think I, I, th- I think I think there's uh, the question itself. It mm-hmm. is it needs to be um, broke down a little bit and quantified. So okay, um, 
although I have the financial resources to do whatever I want, I'm doing what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So to me, my daily activities isn't work. It's what I love. The impact I create isn't for monetary reasons. It's for impact for the people that trust me, work with me. Um, and I love watching their success through guiding and assisting and, and helping them do it. So I get to live my dream, my passion. I get to play my games of strategy and yeah. strategery and, and pushing myself to the limits every single day. And that is actually what I love. So as long as the impact's there and it impacts other people, I keep accumulating more people that want me to help them and it makes it even more fun. It makes, it makes 110% uh, make sense and uh, I love it. So that brings me to the next thing that I wanted to, to, to talk to you about. I saw, I, 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 cons I consume a lot of your contents over the years, you and Grant and you specifically, you talk a lot about, um, about passion and bringing this passion into business. Now, something I see a lot happening these days, you know, in the last decade, um, especially with social media, that um, a lot of people are influenced by social media to, um, and that changed their passion a little bit. So, so they want the things that will probably not make them happy. So you do business out of a place of helping other people. It makes you happy. So how do you kind of show people the way and business owners specifically to find their passions? Um, understand exactly what um, what they want to create, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Well, first they have to define it. Most people go into business because they move away from what they don't want. They don't want a boss. They don't okay. want to limit on their earnings potential. They don't want to report to anybody. They don't want to be accountable for their time. They don't want to have to do what other people tell them to do. So they go do their own thing. So the first and foremost, that's not moving into your passion. That's moving away from what you don't want. And, and what will happen there is you'll continue to find things you don't want because now you work for yourself. So you have nobody to blame and you still got to find somebody to do all the things that you need to do wherever you were at in order for what you're doing to work, but you hated doing it when you were there. So you hate telling others to do it that worked for you. So it creates a very, the mindset, the psychology entrepreneurialism, um, and, and so I just had a, a phenomenal uh, interview with Gino Wickman, who wrote The Entrepreneurial Leap. Mm -hmm. And Gino's a brilliant businessman. I've used a lot of his teachings and process over the years in my own businesses. But he specifically wrote that book to talk about people who become business owners. Um, they think they're an entrepreneur, but they didn't go into entrepreneurialism. They went, they moved away from what they didn't want to find, to be in control of their life. And, mm -hmm. and then they find themselves out of control, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden now you got people and you got things and you got to get clients and you got to put systems, you got to put process, you got to learn to make money, you got to learn to do budgets, you got to learn to, to close people and sell people and engage people and serve people. And, you know, all of a sudden now you got a whole new set of problems that you didn't even know about before. And you tend to start to hate that too. So, you know, people go into entrepreneurialism, not to be an entrepreneur, but generally move away from something they don't want. And then, and then they carry that, those problems over with them. And it makes it very difficult to have a satisfying life. Okay. So how, so, so how do you, how do you change? So let's say you're an entrepreneur, you started, you want to move away from pain. You want to move away from poverty, from a boss, whatever. And, and you start and get into it. 
So how do you change this mindset and find your passion in, in this business to, to grow as an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so being excited and focused on the result that you want to create, being committed to that result and going all in on that result and not getting distracted along the way. So, you know, a lot of people say they're passionate about something, but they're not, they're not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they use the word passion to justify what they're doing instead of, look, if I'm passionate about something, I'm, I'm people with people that encounter me think I'm crazy. They think I'm insane. If you follow me on social media, I am in a new place doing a new thing every single day, every single weekend on our jet, flying in, doing something on the jet, flying somewhere else, doing something because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I love doing it. When you don't love doing something, you tend not to do it. You tend to move away from it instead of leaning into it. So how do people find freedom is what you're asking me about really is freedom. The ability to do when, what you want, when you want, where you want, with who you want, however you want. That's freedom in, by my definition. So how do people find that? Well, they pick a target. They learn to put the work ethic and the strategy into accomplishing the target. And when they learn to do that in the increments, they start teaching other people to do it. And then when other people start doing it with them, things get bigger. And, you know, real money does not flow to people with great sales abilities. Real money does not flow to people with big educations and degrees. Real money flows to problem solvers. And to the extent you use your sales skills and your education to solve bigger problems Mm -hmm. and then bring others along with you to help others solve those same problems, you're going to become successful. It makes, it makes so much sense. And okay. And I agree with it. And thank you for answering that. It's, um, it's something that I, I, I wouldn't say struggle lately because I started my entrepreneurial journey from, like you said, running away from something. I created my business while I was serving in the army and I, I dove and I put a ton of hours and time, few years to create my business, finished the army and started creating, um, change in my life. Right. And now I was able to, you know, grow up a team, have, you know, a team of 10 people and I was able to scale a company. And, um, and now I'm, I'm struggling to find, how do I find inspiration, my vision to, because I don't need to run away from something right now. I need to run towards something. So that's kind of the change that you, that you need to, and that's things I'm figuring out as we speak. Like I'm, I'm interviewing people like you to, and, and I started this podcast to figure these things out because that's what I found, you know, that's what makes me happy, you know, talking to people, entrepreneurs and, and make connections and, and put some impact out there. So I can fully. Yeah, resume. so I would tell you, mm-hmm. I would tell you that, that congratulations on creating a team of 10. Appreciate and it. Now what you need to do is you need to say, okay, now my next, my next benchmark, my next vision, my next actualization, my next thing is I need a hundred people. Hmm. And, and 10 X, the 10, you're going to create a whole bunch of new complexity in that process. You're going to need to identify three leaders that you create to help you create a team of a hundred. You're going to need to get good at systems and process. You're going to need to be able to get good at promoting, promoting who you are, promoting what you do, promoting why you do it, promoting why someone should do it with you promoting how you're going to promote people into leadership positions by helping you build it, promoting your, your, your passion, your joy, your mission behind it. Like 
you got to promote more. That's where your, 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 your commitment needs to go. Because to the extent that you're committed to promotion, you're committed to your business. When you get bogged down in managing, then you're promoting the complication of the one employee who's problematic or the one client who got upset. And you start promoting what's wrong versus promoting what's right. And the hardest, most psychological thing for business owners to manage is their own ability to stay focused and committed to the promote. Hmm. Don't promote the wrong, promote the right things. And promote enough people that you can get to 100 employees and watch how much fun you have in that process. It's something I, I don't even think about. And, and uh, I, I can fully see what you're talking about. So it's, promo it's promoting myself, my, the company, the mission, the vision, and, and leadership, right? So let's, I want to dive deep a little bit about leadership with you. It's something that I, I've learned you know, over the years from you know, getting my fir first even leader, uh, leadership on myself. You know, how do I make, take action and get myself to, to take better decisions? And then my first employee and so on. So I want to get your... You're, I know you, you, you're a huge leader. You, you, was able to, you were able to make so much impact on, on people in organizations. I'd love to get some of your thoughts on leadership, how it actually, how to do it, what common mistakes you see. Um, yeah. Yes. So the most common mistake is the lack of understanding what a real leader is. Uh, hmm. Most people think a leader means they're the boss. Okay. So there's two forms of leadership. There's me leadership and there's we leadership. And When you have the obligation of being the boss, it means you have to be a masterful we leader. If you're a dictator, so you have a title, but you're not a leader, then you're actually oppressing, suppressing your own organization. So being a leader would mean, by my definition, making other people's success easy. So you can see that if you're not promoting the value of people working with you, the value of the thing that you're doing for your clients, the value for those people who work with you to be able to achieve their own goals by helping you make it bigger, better, more impactful, then you're not leading. And so just apply the definition of, as a leader, it's my job to make other people's success easier. Hmm. Then ask yourself, how am I doing that every day? How am I promoting that every day? How am I inspiring people every day to want to join me, to want to do that? Because the only way to actually build a massive business is to have a massive group of people who are equally inspired and dedicated to pursuing whatever it is you do for the people yeah. you do. To, to encourage the people around you to see the vision and want it so bad that they, they are part of the vision. They push through every single day to make this vision happen. You don't have to tell them, hey, you know, make it happen. They want. That's, that's the goal with leadership. Help them grow so the company can grow, basically. That's correct. Yep. Grow yeah, your people, your people will grow your company. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you, you know, something that's, um, that's it's challenging to do that in the, in the day ins and outs of the business. So let's, let's assume, you know, our listeners, some of them are like business owners who, who are struggling right now, right? There's COVID or they have situations in business where where the team doesn't do so like how do you create change in leadership like how do you go and and teach a business owner to change their the way they lead others yeah so well uh you can't change people people can only change themselves hmm. and and that's okay. the first that's the first part of accepting personal responsibility i put a book out called emergency business response you can go to cardoventures.com forward slash 
EBR or emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cardinalventures.com forward slash. We double check if it's emergency or EBR. Um, and, and it talks about the importance and significance of leadership. And it talks about how to be a remarkable leader because businesses get in trouble when no one is leading. And there's too many businesses where the most negative people in the business are the ones leading. So you have to understand your roles and responsibilities of being an example as an immensely strong need leader. And then you have to understand how to transfer through model mimic and mastery to others, how then they can be an exceptional me leader. And then that produces you to be a we leader. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where business owners struggle because they're so caught up in the what they do. 70% of all businesses were started by people who have a technical inclination and they think the thing that they do is the most important thing. The problem is once that works, who you do it with and how you do it, it's far greater important than of importance for growing than what. That makes tons of sense. I, okay, okay, cool. I, <laughs> I'm going to watch this again and, and take notes on that, but that's, that's amazing. And I'm going to link the, the book that you uh, mentioned in the show notes. Carbonventures.com forward slash EBR. EBR. Perfect. Gonna, I'm going to add that in the show notes for everybody. Um, so, okay, that's, that's super interesting. And, you know, what, another thing that I'm curious to ask you is about, um, about learning. Because obviously growing a company to 150 million is you, were, you needed to learn and, and get so much information, knowledge, experience as, as you go. And I want to hear some of your advice for people who are building their business, right? Like, I know I've struggled a ton with finding mentors, you know, spending tens of thousands of dollars on mentors that did, you know, gave me a lot and I was able to grow and mentors who just, you know, didn't help me. So how do you, what's your, your best tips on like getting this um, information in the right time, in the right place that's going to help you grow? Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, the quality of your questions will always determine the quality of your results. The quality of your questions always determine the quality of your results. So the higher value and quality your questions are, the more concise you'll get knowledge in order to drive towards the things you need to break through to get to the results. So you must be precise. You must have an ideal image, an ideal scene, a specific target that you're moving towards. And then you ask the right questions. Who's an example of this? Who's done this? And then you do as much research as possible on those examples. And then through the gaining the knowledge through the research, they become mentors. A mentor isn't somebody you have to know. Mm-hmm. A mentor is somebody who's helped shape an impact in your life. Most of the authors that I learn through my mistakes, John Maxwell uh, on leadership, Jim Collins on operational effectiveness, Michael Gerber on process, Sharon Lecter on belief and, and the importance and the power of belief and intentionality, Robert Anthony and beyond positive thinking about how to, how to understand, how to elevate your, your, your creative part of your belief system and then put it into intention statements and then create affirmation statements. All those things and, and many, many more authors, Gino Whitman on process and uh, all the developments of all the contributions from all those people to me, going back to 2000, 2001, 2002, they were all mentors of mine because they were helping me solve problems because I knew I had an issue. I knew what I wanted to do to overcome it. And I asked the right questions 
of which then I was able to find the data in the books. Now, consequently, fast forward 20 years later, because of the success I've had and my ability to pinpoint those particular authors and their contributions to my life and the impact those contributions created, I now have a personal relationship with every one of those authors. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with them over my tenure because they were intrigued with how I was able to do what I did with their information. So I manifested my mentors into friendships. Um, and that, and now with Grant Cardone, same thing. And so that's the true, that's the power of manifestation, but it all starts with a thought. And then that thought requires an action. And then that action requires a result. And those can be very small at the beginning, but the more you're able to have the result because of a thought, because of an action, because of a result, the more confidence you build. And what truly defines successful entrepreneurs from non-successful entrepreneurs are people who build immense confidence in their ability to make a decision, take an action and get a result. Makes tons of sense. So to summarize that, it's about first asking questions because, you know, most there might be an entrepreneur who just, you know, they put the problem aside. They don't ask the questions at all. So they don't get the information. So keep asking questions and ask the right questions, get the answer, take action, get result, and just repeat. Yeah. Amazing. That's exactly correct. And teach others to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. In your organization, but then you scale and you start teaching others. That's okay. 100%. Now, let's, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Grant Cardone and about 10X and how you're you and Grant are helping entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, I would love to hear more about that um, in, in general at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, when I sold my business for 77 times, it got 151 million and it helped that business go from 1 billion to four. I had done 10, uh, 12 years of research on industries that I believed I could help impact their success. I had a new problem though, which is how do I go out to thousands of industries that nobody knows who I am? Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so that led uh, myself and Natalie on a path of how do we present me to the marketplace in a way where it's very wide, where I could talk to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of business owners to teach and show them and help them do what I had built an expertise in doing. And we landed on Grant Cardone, because my research company said 60% of the industries I had been studying, he does sales training. So we went to the 2019 Growth Con to see what kind of environment, what kind of culture, how effective were they? Is Grant somebody I'd want to work with? And, and I didn't know Grant. Uh, I had watched a few original YouTube videos. I was a little bit turned off by him because, see, I was a traditional business guy. I didn't believe in the power of promotion. I didn't understand. I didn't have awareness. Mm -hmm. When I went to GrowthCon, after reading 10X Rule, I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I went to GrowthCon and I saw the level of execution, 35,000 people on Super Bowl weekend in the stadium. And I thought to myself, wow. you, cannot, uh, you cannot do this if you're not highly effective, if you're not committed. And then I started meeting the clients, the customers that were at GrowthCon. And I realized every person that I could ever want to meet is in this 10X community. So we presented to Grant a few months later on why we thought it would make sense to partner based on all the experience and knowledge and, and process and everything I had built for growing and scaling businesses. And his quote to me was, I've always wanted to do this my whole life, but I didn't know how to do it. So let's do it. And we launched that business exactly 24 months ago. 
And in 24 months, neither of us have put any capital in the business. And we have a business that's going to do over 35 to 40 million this year in revenue. Amazing. And that's, that's, that's Cardone Ventures? That's correct. Okay. Amazing. It's, uh, it's amazing how you grow and you build into these partnerships. And you said yet you didn't understand the power in, in branding, basically, and like putting your name out there in promotions. And that's when you met Grant, that's, that mindset shifted? Yeah. So, so what I didn't understand, I wasn't committed. See, where there's a lack of commitment to promotion, you'll have a lack of success in whatever it is you're doing. Uh, my, my perspective on what promotion was, was wrong. See, I, mm. I never believed I should be into self-promotion. Mm -hmm. yeah. I always felt like a fact should speak for themselves. I had no social media presence. I didn't use any social media for myself. But then no one knows who I am. And one of the first thing Grant's, uh, when I was sitting in that audience, one of the very first things Grant Cardone said is, if people don't know you, they won't flow you. Hmm. And I sat back and I realized I'll never be impactful or significant to the level I want to be if nobody knows who I am. Yeah. So then I said, I'm going to listen to this guy and I'm going to learn how to become known. Now, fast mm -hmm. forward two years later, you know, a couple hundred thousand Instagram followers and, and you know, millions of emails and, and tens of thousands, uh, if not hundreds of thousands of people on our virtual channels. Um, I'm just starting to become known, but also that knowledge of other people and what we can do to help them. Have, you can see by the success of the business. Yeah. Uh, there's a demand for it. And I'm so thrilled that Natalie and I had the courage to go see what Grant and Elena were about. I'm so thrilled they had the courage to partner with Natalie and I, and then the rest is kind of being written as we go along. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So what's, what's the, the goal with Cardone Ventures? Like where you, where you see this going like five years down the road? Well, we'll be a multi-billion dollar management company. Um, we're already managing over half a billion in business in two years. Mm -hmm. um, the goal is for Grant and I to create multiple public companies and to eventually create a financial institution that has real estate businesses, entrepreneurial programs, startup programs, incubator programs for entrepreneurs, um, and be able to self-fund all that activity so we can keep it all in the 10X community. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's great. Um, I can definitely see it happen. Like I've, I've seen a lot of what you and Grant are doing. I've been following Grant for a few years now, probably since I was in the army, once I started into entrepreneurship and yeah, I've been seeing you for the past maybe year and a half. So you can see that like by putting your name out there, other, otherwise I wouldn't see you. And, and for me, it's the same thing. Like I was able to, to create a business, you know, basically start from nothing because of the power of social media and 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 creating brands like that's that's literally what i do for for people right now with my business i help entrepreneurs um grow their brands online specifically on social media instagram facebook and i can see the impact it 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 creates so it's it's definitely powerful for for amazing entrepreneurs like yourself but also for beginners entrepreneurs who like know one specific skill and they want to you know start teaching it or or putting their name out there. So either way. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, you know, I will tell you, there's, I have met in this 10X community mm -hmm. thousands 
15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old entrepreneurs who are doing one, two, three, four, five million dollars in revenue, teaching people like me, old people that don't know how to use social media, how to succeed using social media. Yeah, exactly. Of course, like there is a, there is a demand for it. Like that's, that's what the markets, uh, that's the direction the market goes right nowadays. 100%. Amazing. So are you mostly like you and Grant, you mostly help existing entrepreneurs and business owners. Uh, I saw um, based on like your website that you mostly like go and help pe people with like over $1 million businesses or is it also yeah, people who are... My, ex my expertise is businesses greater than a million up to a billion. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's where I'm passionate. Grant, though, in his ecosystem, he gets a lot of people that are just starting out in business. And we have the accelerator program for young entrepreneurs or existing business owners that mm -hmm. covers marketing and the sales cycle and the scaling process. And then we have our business boot camps to teach people and get them excited and, and inspire them to do great things. We teach real estate here, uh, how to be a real estate, uh, successful real estate investor, or they can invest alongside grants. So we have programs for everybody, depending on the intentionality of the individual. Um, okay. Great, great, great. I think uh, I'm going to I'm going to finish up with um with a question for you. I know it's um like there in our audience we have a lot of people who want to become entrepreneurs, right? And I know you and Grant are teaching that, but based on your experience right now, um like what would you tell people who are like wanting to start a business, wanting to go and, you know, escape from from this the boss or the the poverty? And they want to go and start, like, based where you see the market right now. Um, what's your advice for people who are starting out? I, I would tell them that first, you got to be clear about what your goals are mm -hmm. uh, and, and what you want to accomplish. To start something, to escape something is not a clear goal. Okay. Um, and, and so you got to pick your targets. Like you want to, what, when you escape, what do you want that life to look like? So mm -hmm. you have to paint your ideal scene. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to taste it. You got to be able to smell it. You got to be able to think you're already living in it because it's going to be hard to get there. But the more clear you are about where there is, the higher probability you'll find yourself there. If you're moving away from something and your whole idea is not to feel that pain you're just going to carry that forward with you because mm -hmm. that itself isn't going to drive you or propel you to where your destination is. So it's like you're jumping the car and you're leaving where you don't want to be, but you have no clue where you're going. It's still a recipe for a disaster. Amazing. I agree with you. I saw the power of like putting goals. So, so powerful. Like my, the first time I did it, I, I read thinking or rich and, um, it teaches there exactly if you read the book, exactly how to set goals. So I did that. I was basically making a couple of hundreds of dollars serving in the army. I put down a goal to make $10,000 in a month. And literally by the, by the date I put down the goal, I made that number magically. You know, like I didn't know back then, you know, going from here to here, how to do it. And then I did it again and put the second goal, you know, for a fast forward a year later and accomplished the, the next goal that I achieved, which was like 10, even 20x than the first goal that I achieved. So specifically by knowing the vision, the goal that I wanted, where I wanted to go, like you said, I could smell it. I could, I could taste it. Um, and I was able to achieve it. And I didn't have a plan when I put the goal, it, the plan, it, it's, it's, it forms as you 
have the direction of where you want to go. Well, like Napoleon Hill says, uh, uh, what you think about is what you become. Yeah, 100%. Amazing, amazing. So, um, Brandon, thank you so much for being here. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure getting to know you and getting some advice from you. I will link, um, where is the best place to, to find you? Is it on Instagram? And on your website, Instagram, at Brandon M. Dawson. Yeah, just go to Instagram at Brandon M. Dawson. If you put it in your put a link in, in your show, then uh, you'll you'll find me. If you're in business and you're struggling and you need any guidance, any help, or you want to prepare to not struggle, go to cardoventures.com forward slash EBR and you can read a little ebook I wrote about how to break through the struggle and how to set yourself up and your team up for maximum success. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much, Brendan. Great. Great meeting you. And we are done. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I'm actually curious, what is the number one thing that you have learned from this podcast episode and how are you going to implement it into your life? Send me a message on Instagram, a direct message, Degilad Hanina on Instagram, and I would love to hear from you. Now, if you're getting tremendous value from this podcast, I would really appreciate it. And it would mean a lot to help us grow. If you could subscribe, leave a rating and review to our podcast. That's it for today's episode and I will see you on the next. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.